buddies. Hollow Cult, what is up? We are back as a whole, the two of us and you. Finally. Kyle's back on the sticks. Got us all set up, thank goodness, because we all know how last week went. But so shit happens. He's back now, so thank goodness. Our tech master is back and intact. So I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that far on back in most of 90, those statements. Ninety-five percent intact. Yeah. <laughs> so you survived the storm. That's good. I did. I, did. I was surprised. It was a uh, boy. Was it interesting? It was interesting. Lots of uh, high stress situations. In not so great areas, quote unquote no go zones, uh, 17 hour days. That is pretty dope. Super Contra. That's what's up. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a long week, man. Like I said 17 hour days, back to back to back. That sounds terrible. And then went right into vasectomy time. Mm. That too sounds terrible. And I'm still on the mend. So my pain is not done. And then before long, before long, I will probably be getting hernia surgery. So it's going to be dope. He's going to be good as new. He's going to be the bionic man before... uh... (laughs) I better be. Before we know it. After all this, I better be. Um, what else was I gonna say here? Yeah, those seven long ass days are terrible. I've done a couple sixteens mm. at work and it's not a good time. They're rough, man. Yeah. They're rough. I, I never did them consecutively. Well, in hardly ever, but yeah. I can imagine putting back to back in. Yeah, and like I said, it was all high stress situations. You know, you're out of your your comfort zone, so to speak, and uh, just new new dangers every corner. You know, not only because the area you're in, but all the the hazards. You know, with the job, I mean, hell, I I virtually caught. Uh, I parked next to a pole, and my guy was working on, on the tree and I, I heard a crack and I look over and the poles cracked in half and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute here, guys, we better quit doing what we're doing. And I need to move this truck because things might go South real fast. Yeah. That didn't sound like a good time at all. You're keeping me updated. Yeah, you got a chance and it was, it sounded terrible. Yeah, it was, it sucked. But it's over with. I'm back. So I'm glad to be here and not in a hotel room somewhere. Yeah, that's not good. That is that some is people Brother are John's just trendsetters. Look. Some people are just trendsetters. That is Brother John's look. I will attest to that. Twinning. Um, what else we got here? Uh, yeah, everybody like the live, uh, follow the page. 
yeah, like, subscribe, set up the notifications. That way you can all uh, make it back in here every week. I saw a couple new folks in here. John Riley just found your pod, went back and started from the beginning. Glad to have you. Glad to have all the uh, common faces in here, fresh faces, common faces. Uh, It's good good to have everybody in here again. Uh, this weekend, for everybody on the live, we will be at uh, Kansas City Medicon in Kansas City, Missouri. I'll share the information on the socials again, but if anybody's out that way, swing by. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, you can pick up one of these. Oh, yeah, look. Fresh off the press. First dibs at Medicon. Hollow Sky versus everybody shirts. Yep, and then it'll go on the website after we get back from that. So if you want them before anybody else, that's where you're going to get them. Be there or be square. Yeah. Yeah. All the cool kids are wearing them. <laughs> um, so what do we got going on here? Uh, again, my internet has taken a dump, so everybody write to Frontier Internet and tell them good job for being cool. Shout out to Sarah for letting me use in her hotspot to get on the live tonight. So, um, haven't had a lot of connection to do much research on what's going on weird in the world today. So, if anybody in the chat has anything interesting they've seen on... Uh, the old interwebs on the social media that's in the world of the weird. Yeah, I'm coming in tomorrow, Josh. <laughs> work. I'll roll through about three o'clock. Yeah, let me let me know your shirt size, Josh. Because you are our sponsored athlete. So yeah. We gotta hook a brother up. Big homie in here. Fucking on the back of his gi, repping the hollow, the hollow cult. I had Frontier and it sucked. True. I can't confirm. I've been with Frontier for years and it has never been good. Yeah. I I had it back in the day too. And then I'm like, nope. Yeah. It's never, ever been a good time. So I actually think the hotspot is running better than my regular wireless. So far, so good. Yeah. That's awful. I hate it here. Hollow Sky Softball League. We could do that. We could do that. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to read through some of these. I did see it's not paranormal, but I did see that uh, NATO was like, "Hey, no thanks, Ukraine." That doesn't sound like a good situation to put us in. Uh, Thailand put out a cheeseburger that's just a bun with 20 slices of cheese on it. Is the cheese melted? Does that really make a difference? Is the if the cheese is melted and the bun's toasted, it's just a grilled cheese. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I hate I hate all the uh, the d- descriptions of, like hot dog and sandwich and what have you. <laughs> it gets out of hand. You guys make it too confusing. Yeah, yeah. Kickball league. Um. Yeah, my little brother's in here. We and him play video games sometimes, and he knows the struggle of that is my internet. 
Uh, Rod's Fishing Adventures, what's up, my friend? Thanks for the shout-out on the channel this week. That was dope. We appreciate you. Anybody who wants to take a break from from the conspiracies and the paranormal, head over to YouTube to uh, Rod's Fishing Adventures and watch them pull in some fishes. Yeah, that's awesome. Any, anything's a sandwich if you're brave enough. <sighs> Uh, that's, mm. I, don't, I don't know if I like that. In the advertisement, it's melted, but in the bag, it's just cold cheese slices stacked on a bun. You know, I have a question for everybody. <laughs> Something I was Let's I go. was watching the other day, and I'm pretty sure I'm right, but I twiz. You don't want this smoke, son. You don't want this smoke. What are we debating about? Okay, I don't know. Carry on. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so is there, is it me? I have Instagram, so that's the only thing that I have. And I see tons, or maybe it's on YouTube, whatever. I see tons of shorts where it'll be somebody speaking on whatever. You know, I've seen paranormal ones. I've seen... Because there's one lady that I just saw in the clip, and she was speaking on some some awesome stuff that I can't remember because my brain has just been meltdown of late. But it was like they were having an interview with Joe Rogan. And then I'll go look for, try to look for that episode, and I can't find that episode. So I'm wondering if these people are just ultra clout chasing and using AI to fab up them being interviewed by Rogan. I know some people were making parody ones, you know, like haha comedy ones. Like they'd pretend like Joe was asking a question and they say some asinine answer. And then Joe would have some asinine response. So they just cut out of a bunch of different Rogan episodes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So if it was funny, then it was probably fake. But if it, it was funny, I wish I could remember the context of it because, like I said, she was speaking on some awesome stuff. I think it was conspiracy type shit. And I'm like, whoa, this sounds awesome. I got to try to, maybe this is a new episode. I got to try to find it. And I couldn't find it. So I was just wondering if, if they have progressed, which you, you would think in the future, that's probably going to cause problems. Yeah. Pretty much everything is AI now. There, dude, TikTok is just running rife with uh spongebob ai covers of songs of mr crab singing spongebob singing all these different covers of like 2000s metal songs and all this stupid shit but uh i guess voice actors that voice these characters are starting to throw a fit about ai being able to mimic their voice without their consent what are you going to do about it though Right, you put it out there. I mean, yeah, because like it, that, that tech is already out of the bag. Like, there's no. Yeah, where what what are I wonder what your rights are legally? I don't know. If you put it out there, because if I guess if somebody doesn't claim to be you, if they call it like AI SpongeBob, not the real SpongeBob, right? It almost takes on a different entity. Because at that point, you'd have to copyright your voice, your actual voice. Yeah, which can you? I would assume so. 
but I feel like it'd be kind of hard to prove in the long run. You know? AI, uh, yeah, I think AI is going to be a problem. <laughs> that's that's not for, probably not. Not for us until it gets the new codes or some shit. But. Well, I mean, those things, those things are on the brink anyways. So, yeah. That's what I said. Two things that are going to completely change the direction of mankind, I think. Spoke on a little bit last episode is going to be how advanced AI gets and if we can discover faster than light travel if it hasn't already been discovered. I would assume it's probably already been discovered. Personally, that's my thoughts on it. Um, I don't know, man. I'll tell you what I'm... I know I've spoke on this podcast before, but and he's, he's way beyond us. It's not like we, he needs our help by any means. But that Sean Ryan show, that dude, like I said before, he's like a military CIA style guy, started his channel, interviewing vets about their war experiences. And now, dude, now he's talking to the Stephen Greer about aliens and shit. Like he is straight, just like it's been this roller coaster, but it's so cool to see see somebody from that that world kind of start to venture into these areas. It's a it's a big fucking thing right now. Like everybody is talking about it now. About what the UFO stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's all over the place. It's hard not to, like you said, because everybody it's everywhere, so it's at the forefront of everybody's mind. And it's, I mean, it's in the news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm i going to post this up and I'll read it for everybody. It says, you guys see this stuff. Lou uh, Elizondo was posting an analogy of a 747 being found in King Tut's tomb regarding how, uh, regarding finding advanced tech. I did see, I didn't see the actual uh, tweets or posts but I did see people talking about it saying when they stumble across it, it would be equivalent to finding a 747 in Tut's tomb. That's how advanced the tech is compared to um, assuming where we think it is. So that's just like a, a comparison. So yeah. They didn't really find a 747. Well, I thought maybe he was getting at that. They found like plans for a device similar to a 747. But I, I understand what you're saying now. <laughs> I, just, I did have somebody on Instagram send me um, the world's oldest hammer. And they're like, I thought you guys might like this. And I'm like, that's right up Steve's alley. And I guess it was found in Texas. Oh, yeah. The uh, I can't think of it right now. What the name of it is. The London hammer. Yeah. That, Steve okay. That's, those, that's it. those baggy eyes are giving me anxiety. Funny you mentioned that. It's probably what gave me the baggy eyes. No, oh, they've always been like this forever and ever. Yeah, that and lack of sleep. Yeah, yeah. But I appreciate your concern, my friend. But uh, I thought it was pretty wild because they, they uh, what do you call that? When they carbon date it and it went back to before dinosaurs. That's old ass hammer. Yeah. I've, I've, 
actually I've heard of it before and I've looked into it. And again, like with anything that we do, uh, it's very divisive. Like there's people who are all about it. Cause it's like, it's, if you've seen it, just an elongated iron hammerhead and it's got a wooden handle and it's like the handle has fossilized and it was encased in this rock. And there's tons of people that say it is real people that say it isn't real. And I mean, at this, at this point, like how, how would guys like us ever know? You know what I mean? Cause you could yeah. do research one way and it, it'd be like, Oh, well this, this is studying studies saying this is real. And then you do research the other way and it's, it's off completely the opposite at this point. True. And then if you think about it from the way I think about things is I guess the, the best way for me to put this is the older I get, the more, and it's weird. I wish it was the opposite, but it's not. But the older I get, the more knowledge hungry I am, the more I want to learn things and learn how to do things and how things work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But when it comes to, so obviously, when it comes to certain things, I have zero knowledge in any of that. So literally, I could have, have knowledge. a homeless guy on the corner saying, no, Kyle, this is from before the dinosaurs. I can prove it. And then he quote unquote proves it. And who am I to say that's wrong? Because I have zero knowledge in what it would take to carbon date or date any of those things. I don't have that knowledge. So I can't disprove or disprove anything at that point. And that's with, and then that's the way my brain thinks about anything. You know, I could, you know, organic food. You know, it has that label on it. It's like, well, how the hell, how the hell do I know that it's organic food? How do, maybe it's just uh, the same shit food, just canned in a different can yeah. with a different label. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the process it takes to, to prove that stuff. I've actually started writing an episode that I haven't got finished yet. Not even close. Kind of on uh, alternate history as far as like out of place objects go and stuff like that. Uh, it'll probably make its way around, but I saw Dylan was mentioning the spark plug that they found in case in the rock. We've um, talked about that a little bit. Yeah. That was one of the first ones I started writing on, but I haven't made it to that point yet. I think it's a super interesting topic. Yeah. To say the least. And I, w- I would be more than happy to sit, and and listen to an episode on it because it's fascinating to me. And it's also at the same time, you know what? I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. And I don't care how many people think it's dumb. I don't, I don't care. I love it. I love the idea of it. I can't say that it's real. Um, once again, I have no way uh, of proving or disproving it, but I just, I, I simply put, I love the idea of it, but homie on Instagram has been sending me videos about how, and I've, we've all heard this, this plot before about how the giant mesas and plateaus and stuff are trees. Oh yeah. Petrified trees. And and they do bear resemblance to trees, which is just the, you know, ironic, but I don't know. I just, I'd love the idea that that could be a reality. 
And I, I think I love it so much because it makes my brain go a hundred miles an hour. And it's like, okay, well then if that was said tree, what in the world was large enough to cut that thing down? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that is perfectly flat across. It reminds me like if, if me and brother John, when we're, when we're cutting trees down and you flush it or you, you know, you make that cut and it's, it's straight across. So what at that time could have done that? Because you, you think if it, if you envisioned a man that will just be a big ass chainsaw, right? You envision a man with a chainsaw, but you would, you would also have to consider his size, which wouldn't that put him size wise virtually out of the ozone and his head would be in outer space. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm kind of at with it. Like how, how much different did the planet have to be if it were to support life that massive? And what oh, change? Wouldn't, cool? wouldn't that be so cool to see like <laughs> massive, massive trees off in the distance like that? I'm hoping there's shit under the ocean that big. Oh, dude, I wouldn't doubt that. The ocean is another. Once again, I love the idea of um, can't remember his name. I'm sure some of you in the chat will remember, but the story of the dude that went to the bottom of the ocean and found a door at the bottom of the ocean. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah. I can't remember the, the once again the name of it has no uh, credibility to me, but I love the idea of it. Damn, I can't remember what what the door. I can't called. either. I can't remember it, but yeah, Glenn. That's I mean that's that's basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I said, I love the idea of it. I think it's an it just something fun for my brain to run down. Oh, what else? Oh, I did, I have, I have before my internet took a shit. Uh, we started rewatching uh, expedition Bigfoot. If you guys have not watched that, probably the best Bigfoot series to come out on like regular television in a long time. It's pretty, pretty awesome. I know uh, the fourth season has been recorded and they're still fighting with big media as to when it's going to get released. So it's still up in the air, but it is cool. Um, a couple seasons ago, they found a tree structure in deep in the woods of Kentucky and they took eDNA out of it, which is environmental DNA, which you just take it out of the dirt and it picks up any, any DNA traces that uh, had been in the area. And they saw this, this structure was made. It was kind of a bunch of sticks kind of interwoven. It almost looked like a TP, right? So they run the environment, the eDNA, and it picked up strong hits of chimpanzee DNA in Kentucky. So uh, this last season, they did it. They found uh, some weird nests in northern Washington. And they did the eDNA again, and this time it picked up hits of orangutan DNA, which is also bizarre. That's even more confusing now. And crazier than that, they said even more more wild than that, they found a hair underneath this nest 
Mm-hmm. And it was a wolf hare, but it was a very specific endangered species of wolf from southern Alaska had made its way. <laughs> the hare had made its way all the way down to Washington. And they said they're like, they're severely endangered. There's only like 200 of them in the wild. So the odds of them ever even making it this far were slim to nil. But they said the odds of it may be attached to some other big migratory animal, essentially a Bigfoot, could have gotten the hair down here. Huh. Uh, Somebody asked, uh, I... I have been watching it on Amazon Prime. Um, it's on there. I don't know if you if it's on like the Discovery Plus upgrade or what, but it's definitely on Prime. But it is it is interesting. Like they cover some like if you watch Finding Bigfoot while they're out there playing bass guitars in the middle of the forest, like these dudes are catching shadow creatures on film. Like it's it brings in all this weird paranormal aspects, like the orbs that they say have been tied into Bigfoot sightings. They got a bunch of those on camera. Um, there was one, there was one where they had this thermal heat signature. Uh, the lady was standing right there, and there was a little spring that was separating her from whatever is on this thermal heat, this thermal heat signature. Right? She'd take the thermal down, shine her flashlight, and there's nothing there nothing visible puts her thermal back up and it's there's there is a heat signature that almost looks like head and shoulders she puts her flashlight back up nothing heat signature and the heat signature just kind of backs off into the forest as she's watching it it's it's weird that'd be awesome it is it is awesome and it's so like what do you make about the two different primate dnas i have no idea man did you say did you say they were in the same nest no 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 no. different locations yes the chimpanzee was at a uh, stick structure in kentucky and the orangutan was in northern washington well okay that kind of makes sense then because uh people across the world essentially all kind of describe them and call them different things you know what I mean? And then when they describe them, it's it's from different parts of the world, mind you. There are subtle discrepancies between descriptions, you know? So it would make perfect sense that they... But that it's so bizarre because the, the fact that they would be kind of like a derivative of, of each primate, like that... Yeah, because they know like the implications of that just kind of melt my brain in a way because that's different species. Yeah, well, and you would ask yourself on an evolution basis, which one came from what at that point? You know what I mean? Did did Bigfoot evolve down into primates, or did something tinker with? primate dna and create something completely different dude it's if you if you get a chance watch it there's three seasons out and they are good we watched we watched morea speak at crypticon yeah 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 yeah. it's good i'll have to check it out because it does sound pretty interesting 
Because some of the, the f- they 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 bring in other elements of the strange as well, which and is she's, awesome. She's super like scientific by the book like she is a primatologist she has discovered new species of primates that's why she's out there she said how cool would it be to discover essentially the the largest primate alive today you know what i mean like how how awesome would that look on my resume essentially right yeah but it's funny they always they always team her up with ronnie leblanc and this guy is metaphysical Bigfoot to to the roof, man. <laughs> Just all about it. You almost feel bad for him because she shuts him down so much. He's like, I'm going to bring in a remote viewer and he's going to pinpoint exactly where Bigfoot is in this forest. And she's like, if you're good with that, I'm, I'm going to say go for it. You know, just you could just tell she's like not this into not it. Work. But then she gets she gets shit that she cannot explain, like the like the heat signature, like almost like it's cloaking, and she goes, "I I don't know." I don't yeah, because at, at Crypticon she spoke on some of the shadows, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And this the end of this last season was fucking wild, man. They got this they got this one old boy Russ, and he he's like flesh and blood Bigfoot dude. And he goes out in the mountains by himself, just him and the cameraman. He is on it. Well, he's he's got this uh, binocular, monocular, whatever, and he's kind of scanning this mountain ridge across this valley. And he sees, he thinks it's a bear, and it's it's quite a ways away, and it's just this this black lump, right? So he's watching it. He's like, I'm just gonna see if this bear moves. You know, he's like, it's the only life I've really seen on this mountain. I shit you not, all of a sudden that motherfucker stands up on two legs and takes a step back behind the tree. Like, it's it's awesome. That is awesome. Not like a bear taking a step. Like, it's like a person taking a step. That's crazy. Like, I, I don't know. And it, it is weird, too, that you bring this up because, uh, like, where I've been working, it's kind of, uh, it's deeper in the woods than normal, you know, and it's kind of, it's pretty isolated. Just me and my coworker out there and it, the, we'll, we'll take lunch in, in the woods. And it's just this very tree place. Like it's got trees everywhere and there's not much underbrush and dude, I'm always looking around waiting for, a head to kind of like pop from one of the trees. You know, you just get that vibe. Yep. And not to mention because of what we talk about and delve into it's it's kind of on the forefront of your brain. Yeah, I mean, you're always looking. Yeah. Always so looking. You, it just but it's weird because where I find all paranormal fascinating, Bigfoot is usually in the lower echelons for me. Like it's not you know, and I and I don't really know why that is, but here lately, man, it's been at the just utter forefront front of my brain. You need to watch it. It's, I, I it's will worth watch it, it if, it if you don't. Cool. If you're just wasting some time, killing some time. It is. It is probably my favorite Bigfoot show that's been out, and I'm I'm waiting for him to drop the fourth season because they go to Alaska, and I'm just I'm ready. 
And I can appreciate I can appreciate the fact that they include Hey Hollow Colt, the weather's getting nice, and you know what that means? It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold all all strange into that because i you know because we've heard reports from other ones that remove those oh yeah like we're not we're not dealing in the woo-woo shit because it doesn't whether it's not it feeds our narrative or not or whatever the case may be they they run the whole they run the whole gamut man they've they've gotten sound recordings they've gotten trail camp dude they had this one it was one of the last uh episodes there basically the premise is is uh there's three people that kind of boots on the ground they have one person back at a base camp right kind of watching all the cameras and they send any evidence in for him to send off and they put up a trail camera where they'd heard some weird sounds and they were um this trail camera went off and there was a deer that was walking by but it was real heightened sense of alert, like almost like a predator was around. It had its ears up. It was taking real slow steps. And then it went off again as he was talking about the deer. And when he went up there, it's the weirdest fucking thing, man. 
it's like there was no Bigfoot or anything, but there was three orbs right in the center of this um, trail camera. And then in the, in this flash of electricity, they disappeared. They just, they all come together and they goes poof, and just, just disappears, just dissipates in a flash. And the dude's like, what am I even looking at? You know? And the fact they have, they have like such different mindsets like Maria is a staunch scientist. Like she's legit. She has expeditions and all kinds of shit under her belt. Uh, Ronnie LeBlanc is he he is a kind of a kind of your all around metaphysical Bigfoot guy. Talks about uh, them being shapeshifters, them being uh, UFOs being involved, like the whole gamut he runs. And then Russ is a flesh and blood Bigfoot kind of guy. He gets out there, he's boots on the ground all the time. And uh, it's it's cool the way the three of them come together and kind of they kind of keep each other in check, kind of like we do, you know, like if, yeah, somebody, yeah, yeah. if somebody's going too far off, they're like, well, you know, reel her back in there, bud. But it's it's good. It's good. And I'm hoping they get it. They get it all taken care of. That's cool. It's cool that they run that way because not many people would, you know, because a lot of like as far as her being a scientist, she, most people like that would not sit next to a metaphysical person with any form of seriousness at all whatsoever. Yeah. But it's all, it's also cool whenever those metaphysical situations present themselves to her. And she's like, I, I don't, I don't know what to do here. Yep. You know, multiple like thermal, um, thermal videos of them doing the head peak around the tree. It gives me goosebumps. Some of them, dude, it's creepy. That's, as fuck. Dude, that's what I'm always waiting for at work. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I, especially here of late for some reason, like I said, it's just really been at the forefront of my mind, just waiting to see from behind one of these trees that happen, whether it be, you know, something like the hide behind or, or Bigfoot or whatever it may be. It, it's like I said, very weird that you bring that up because it it's been on the forefront of my brain of late. Yeah, me, me too, man. I've been. It's it's funny that we kind of go in cycles like this because then I started reading like Bigfoot encounters and all this other stuff, and it definitely makes me want to go up and walk through the woods at my grandparents in the evening, take the old night viz up there, see if I can't. Dude, I would. What would I? What would we do if we saw one peak? Our, like legit, I I just think about the feeling I got watching the show, and the thermal image of that thing. Like you can kind of barely see a heat signature, and then it's head and shoulders out around the tree. To be and awesome, I was like, oh shit! It's like, oh shit! That'd be awesome. Like it, it would be, it would be terrifying and awesome at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, what's it your be, next move? I don't know, man. I think I think with a situation like that, it's for me, it would be just live like I, I would be living in that moment. So if it, if I had some type of dumb idea to move forward to it, I would. But if I had some shitty feeling, I'm I'm either not moving at all and standing my ground, or I'm getting the hell out of there. Oh man, there was another one. Maria was out by herself walking around. And all of a sudden she sees this huge beam of light out in the forest. And it 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 almost looks like a spotlight on a building 
is just shining out flat onto the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Just it's perfectly perpendicular here. And as she's like, I have no idea. She's like, we are miles away from any kind of structures. Anybody else is supposed to be out here. She's like, I just don't know any, don't have any idea what it is. And when she turns her light on to like look and signal, it's just a wall of trees. Shuts it back off. And there's this light in the background of the forest, probably 200 yards away from her, just completely like, like something is shining a light down on the ground. It's so, it is so weird, man. That would, that would scare the shit out of me. And then they interview, they interview like um, a bunch of first nation people that live out in Washington interviewed about Bigfoot. And they, they say like, like the lights are legit and they use this one, um, one fellow they interviewed said that there's two, essentially two species that his, his tribe believes in. And he calls one of them the stick, the stick entity, stick Bigfoot. And he said, they're, they're bad. They're negative. He said, but the shadow are. Does he describe that Bigfoot? Uh, they had pictures that were drawn. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it looked, it looked malevolent, but the, he said the shadow, essentially the shadow Bigfoot are good. They, they, he, he said that they believe that they, they exist in realms that, are beyond ours, like essentially other dimensions. And they just kind of mingle in and out. And he said, the shadows are good. They teach them healing, uh, how to respect the forest, all, all of that stuff where these stick ones try to lure people out. Dude, imagine it's, talking to somebody with that background. That would be so awesome. Yeah. So it's fucking funny. awesome. Oh, they're asking about the shirt. Uh, interestingly enough, the shirt Will be on sale first dibs at Medicon in Kansas City this weekend, Kansas City, Missouri. I'll post up all the info on the socials. If anybody wants to kick it there, that's where you can get first dibs in the Hollow Sky versus Everybody shirt. Uh, after that, it will be popped up on the store. Correct. But ju- just listen, like listening to them, even acknowledge the lights and the orbs that it's part of the lore and part of the folklore that has been passed down is so like holy shit there's something to this you know well and it makes me it makes me i did not keep my i don't see the pictures or anything but like when they describe it as the stick bigfoot it reminds me of our stick man episode yeah i i kind of thought of that too but he didn't really go into a whole lot of uh explanation as to why he referred to him it almost seems like he had just picked those two names like just to separate the two species essentially yeah and he said they kind of butt heads with one another because one of them wants to see humanity do good you know and the other one probably just sees us as meat that sucks so but obviously they they can tell the difference though right on the fly like the, yeah. those people can tell the difference yeah and it's it's some of the some of the sound signatures they pick up are dope. See, I would have so many questions for a person like that. Like it would just be awesome, fucking awesome to talk to someone like that. Uh Mark, I can't remember if it was the Hoopa Indians or not, to be honest with you. That's why I was trying to refrain from putting out any anything out there unless I was hundred percent sure. But it is, if you guys get a chance, this is, this is not a sponsorship, by the way. Uh, check out Expedition Bigfoot. It is it is cool. Is there any, did he give any 
idea on what that light was, nope. where it came from. No, nope. they went out and investigated it uh, the next day, and she said that she thought the ground was flat across there, like she could just walk to it, but there was a huge ravine, like almost, almost like whatever this was was trying to lure her down off of this like pretty good drop off because she said it was dark couldn't see anything just a wall of trees and there was in in one of the same episodes he finds this old old abandoned uh train tunnel and russ goes into it and there is a cave leading off to one side something has knocked the board off like the boarding off and there's an old cave drilled out the other side so he of course he goes down and he starts going through this he's like this would be an easy passage for you know any kind of animal to come through here and as he gets to it toward the end there's an orb kind of out probably two three hundred yards out just in the middle like this this thing kind of looked over over a creek which they call it a river in washington but and um he's going he's like i gotta go get out there to get to it and he starts to slip and there's like a 20 foot drop off right outside of this hole it's like these things are luring them into getting hurt or that's that's wild it's but we haven't heard we haven't heard many good things in regards to the the orbs that people see out there most of them most of the reports surrounding those things have been nefarious yep or at the very least is threatening yep and that's what that's what they say they said uh it is whatever these lights are are used to to lure you further out which is not what you want to do which is probably what we would do yeah oh and but dude there's multiple multiple different episodes where they're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, like miles in the forest of Oregon. And these fucking helicopters will show up flying overhead. Kind of keep, keeping an eye out. Multiple episodes, different states. And I'm like, come on now. Because this latest one, why they're they're in, I th- yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Washington. It might have been Northern California. I can't remember right off the rip. But there were they interviewed this logger who wanted to stay anonymous. He said, we were way out. He said, we were deep, deep in it. And he said, we started finding the only, he's like, the best way I could describe it is nests. And he says, it's all these pine branches woven together and something big would lay on them. He said, we started finding multiple of them. And he said, uh, after I turned it over to my boss, uh, DNR came in and pulled us right off the rip he said just just leave the area immediately and then he said not long after uh it was bought up by uh the feds as conservation area so they were right out surprise they were right outside they were investigating right outside the con the conservation area yeah i probably would have been like yeah bet i'll leave and then i would be right back it's unless they had like a 10 mile walk, then I probably wouldn't go back. It's it's weird that that they, they got the information from the logger about the nests and then they stumble on to the same nests just on the other side, like just on their side of where they bought up the conservation land. It's it's good. It gets your brain it gets your brain trucking and it lights the Bigfoot fire if it's if it's kind of dwindled out. 
Yeah, I mean, it makes me it makes me a little bit more fascinated. But you don't hear like for me personally, I, you don't hear. That's what this is what I like. I like the backstory yeah. to the situation. You know what I mean? Because a lot of Bigfoot encounters uh, summarized are like ghost encounters summarized. They're very identical. They're very uh, bland and parallel. But you get into this more of the backstory to you know your your how you got there, the journey of of seeing that Bigfoot. And now you're like. All right, this is interesting. I like this. I like oh, yeah. this. They do a dope ass uh job of the lore, the expedition, and the the evidence. They do a good job of melding I'll, those three together. I'll have to start watching it because it sounds like I'm I'm intrigued. And uh and one special episode, Maria actually interviewed Jane Goodall, the gal who worked with the gorillas in uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ecuador and everything. And she said that she had people that lived in tribes down there talk about running into a tailless monkey that stood over seven feet tall. She's like, these are people that have minimal exposure to the West, minimal exposure to anything cryptid, period and they have that that they're that they're seeing down there as well she's like so it would be it wouldn't be in her best interest not to believe that there are still massive primates out there that people are seeing i love it the question is is you know does it turn into like whether it's like twiz is suggesting you know lowland gorillas or the the giant squid, you know, does it, if it's found, does it turn from cryptid to animal when it comes to Bigfoot or whatever? Would, and if it's fully, if it's full biological flesh and blood, like, uh, it, it would, it would, there would be no yeah. choice. It'd be like the giant panda. Right. But if my question is, if it does have these these metaphysical paranormal abilities, then what? What do we classify it as then? Right. Or if it's if it's on a DNA scale where it's it's close to human, what rights does it have? Valid. Does it if if you go out and shoot one, is it murder? Does it does it get a protected space where it can live? You know, and then you these these moral questions go into how it affects the economy. You close off all the logging in the Northwest because there's a, there's a significant population of Bigfoot breeding out there that tanks the economy out there as far as the the logging, the tree industry goes. The arbor industry just takes a dump. Right, it could be the same with the oil industry. Shut down those those far out places because there's breeding population of Sasquatch. Oh, shit. What if we come from Sasquatch? I wouldn't doubt it. I'm open to just about any theory, really. I just want to see one, man. It would be awesome. I thought I saw one when I was dry, when I worked at Coat Plastics years and years and years and years and years ago. But I was also on midnight shift, had a brand new baby, and was well sleep deprived 
So it could have easily been a hallucination. I saw Buzz Lightyear. He did. I can't confirm because I'm pretty sure I was sleep driving. Yeah, that was rough. (laughs) Yeah, it's an interesting show, though. I'm sorry I went off on that tangent. Oh, it's it's fascinating because, like like you said, it kind of reignites Bigfoot for me because, like I said, I like the backstory. You know, I like the process. That's what I like hearing. I don't like hearing, yeah, I saw this Bigfoot and he popped out from around a tree. Well, that's like 98% of other Bigfoot sightings. Like, that's not fun. Tell me what else happened. Paint that picture for me. Make me there. You know, allow my brain to paint that picture of me being there and what it would like to be in your shoes. Yep. Not to mention that when you when you get more of the story, um, that further allows people like you and me to determine the likelihood of them telling the truth or pulling your leg. You know, when they give you a bland statement of, well, I've seen one that poked his head around a tree and it disappeared. There's not a whole lot to go on there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. I, uh, I mean, okay. Like I, what, what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. So, and like I mentioned before, the dynamic is good because you can tell Maria is exceptionally skeptical of all of the metaphysical paranormal Bigfoot stuff. But when it's so like satisfying whenever something happens and she's just like, I don't know what the fuck that is. That is awesome. And it's even, it's, it even, Like, I give her props for being that way as well. Whenever she sees the unexplained and she's like, I I don't know. I'm kind of speechless at this moment. Yeah. You know, most arrogant people would be like, no, I'm sure there's, I'm sure it's like they would just have this, this, this half-ass explanation as to what it could be or what it probably is. And and someone that humble like her, it would it's just like I I don't have a clue. Yeah, and she's she's putting a lot out on the line there. Like if you listen to her speak at Crypticon, she says she has been so like alienated by her peers for being involved in Bigfoot research. She said it is ridiculous. She's like, if I go out and if I hear that there is an unknown species of lemur in South America, in Africa, wherever. And I go out and look for that, I'm respected. If I go out and discover that, I'm respected for doing doing all this good conservation, you know, primatologist. If I go out and look for Sasquatch, I'm out of my mind. She's like, it's terrible yeah. how the scientific field is like that. Yeah. And, you know, you and me have talked about it plenty of times, but you you look at the the best example that I personally have is the giant squid. That was legitimately a cryptid. That was a quote-unquote fictional creature. It was a myth. Exactly. And then what the fuck happened? They found it. I actually just put a video up on TikTok that I found. And uh, it's, it's, it almost, I mean, it looks like a giant squid is what it looks like. It's in Mexico and they, it's a Google Earth. And they zoom in on this port and there's a, not a monster cargo ship, but a pretty big cargo ship, right? And then there's a smaller uh, 
pedestrian boat behind it and then there's this massive thing in the water behind it and it's got two long tentacles and if you compare it i don't know how big the ship was but it's every bit as big as the ship was that's terrifying so it's it's right out of the old sailors journals oh yeah you know the descriptions of those things ripping boats apart yeah are them fighting with whales and shit like people thought people thought that that was a myth they thought that there was just a bunch of sailors talking shit until whales started showing up with giant dinner size, dinner plate size suction marks on them. Yeah. And, and squid beaks, the size of my monitor lodged into their flesh and shit. It's, it's like, it's crazy. I love it. I absolutely love it, man. That's, that's why I'm glad we have the minds that we have, you know, not everything is a hundred percent real, but it's fun to consider the possibility. And it's also foolish to always just, Nope, that's not real. That's not real. That's not real. That's not real. That's not real, man. For you people, that is a bland way of living. Yep. Weren't narwhals a mythical creature before they were found? Do what are narwhals first off? Like, I know what they are. Unicorn unicorn whales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how? How? Like, what? It's the unicorn of the ocean. Think about the first person to see a damn giraffe. Imagine trying, imagine you're, you're out hunting. You see this thing rise up over the hill and you're like, what in the world? And then you go back and try to explain that to your group. I just sold this. Yeah. They're going to say Kyle's been out chewing on opium seeds again. I saw a horse with a 20 foot neck. (laughs) An an orange and yellow horse. Yeah. Orange and. With a 20 foot neck. And horns on his head. Tiny little (laughs) nub horns. Yeah. Yeah. Same way with a narwhal. Yeah. Everybody would be like, you're you're nuts. I saw a unicorn. I saw a rhinoceros whale. (laughs) <laughs> hey, what? Hey, what now? Go away, Steve. Just go away. Yeah. He's always here. he's always drinking. He's been out on the he ocean too here. long. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, not I, horse. I think it's awesome, man. Yeah. Is a narwhal a not whale? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Cool. Giraffes are now not horses. Mm-hmm. The rhino was the original unicorn. How disappointed was the person who went looking for a majestic horse with a horn on its head and finds a rhinoceros? That would suck. Just choose violence. Pissed off rhinoceros. Yeah. yeah. That would suck. Yeah. Maynard pandas, giant squid, Komodo dragons, mountain gorillas were all myths before science discovered them. That's a great point. Yeah, I don't know all of them. Like like Steve said, thanks Maynard for pointing that out. And it, it's crazy. It's crazy that people cuz you hear indigenous people describing these things and and a lot of people in today's world would be like, oh, that's their, that's their myth. You know, that's their, their legends and their lore. They have, uh, 
hidden meanings of uh for children not to go play out in the dark or whatever you know what i'm talking you know what i mean yeah and in all reality it's like no motherfuckers we've been seeing something crazy out in the woods okay (laughs) this isn't some uh uh fairy tale bedtime story bullshit this is real that komodo dragon is gonna chew your leg off yeah you're gonna get some bacteria that you don't want yeah. Don't, don't get bit by that thing. Yeah, you will rot. The first person Although, to see a platypus, it would be like a beaver ate a duck and the <laughs> duck is trying to escape. That sucks. <laughs> Although the, the lore behind the Komodo dragon would be interesting. Like if you've never, if we didn't know that Komodo dragon had existed and we were hearing a tribe's lore on that, that's like, oh, if, yeah. because that, ba- it made me think of the bacteria bite, like how gnarly it would be if one of them got bit by it and then they survived the attack and then just horrid, wretched things started happening. Yeah. The lore that would come from that would be fascinating. Awful. Awful. Dinosaur. Dinosaur that bites you and then you slowly rot. Yeah. Yep, Twiz is right. It'll bite you once, and then it just waits for you to die. That's gross. That's that's hard what? ass. A shitty person. That's hard ass. That's a shitty. That's a shitty being. Just lurks in the background. Yeah, come just, on. Stop fighting. That sucks. Yeah. Not fun. If it bites you and you die, it's venomous. If you bite it and you die, it's poisonous. Valid point. Don't forget that, kids. Valid point. I like Don't that. that. I like that. I cool. hope there's so much weird shit still out there that exists. I'm sure there is. I think about it all the time. The world's too big. Oh, dude, I heard this one. I was watching this TikTok and they said... Every culture, every like, I want to say modern culture, but even ancient culture, they all have a myth of a dragon. That's weird because that just came through in the chat. Did somebody say that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, the guy said, essentially, he said, you could take, you could take a whole bunch of infants that haven't been exposed to anything, put them on an island, just make sure they survive. And as they grow, create language, create writing, they will eventually get to a point to where they come up with the myth of a dragon. It's almost like it's ingrained in our DNA to know and fear these things, whatever they are. It makes you wonder if we did share the planet with dinosaurs. Because that would be a damn good thing to have ingrained into your DNA to stay the fuck away from those things. Could you imagine if a T-Rex could fly and breathe fire? No. That makes it worse. A thousand times worse. A T-Rex by itself is terrible. You give it wings and fire breath. You know what's worse than that? That sucks. What? Two T-Rex with oh, wings yeah. and fire breath. 
Yeah, because you're not. It's you're a not. Komodo dragon the size of a T Rex with wings and fire breath and decaying bite. Yeah, that's gross. Uh, see you, Outlaw. Thanks for kicking it with us. Yeah, much appreciated. Have you heard the theory that the T-Rex actually had wings? If you compare the bone structure to that of an ostrich or an emu, T-Rex is the same. So saying that it would have had wings. Would the wings be big enough to get it off the ground? That's what I was just getting ready to ask. Mm. (laughs) My man. My man. Straight up predator shit there. I almost bought you a predator shirt the other day. You should have. It was. Uh, was it of it Arnold was, and that and Dylan shaking no. hands? If I find it, I'll show you. I think it was like a knockoff. Or whatever of, his name was. It was a knockoff of He Man Masters of the Universe, where He Man's standing there with his sword up, but it's Predator and he's holding the skull and it says Hunter of the Universe. Good. It was pretty sick. I like it. I like it. Oh, people. Oh, they're asking for the holophone. We can open it up for a little bit. Want the holophone? I know I screwed it up yesterday. What happens? You know what's worse? Paying $250,000 to die in a tin can in the ocean. Ooh. Oh, that was a low blow. Mm. That was a low blow. This is why the dragons won't talk to us. Low blow. That's interesting. Dolph Lundgren was He-Man. He's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. I actually just watched a movie with him in it. Was it... Did he fight in one of the Rockies or one of the kickboxers? Yeah. Yeah. I actually... It's related to that. It was Creed. (laughs) Nice. Because on my... Also your favorite band. Yeah, true. (laughs) True. You look like you're the lead singer, Creed. I feel like the lead singer, Creed. Good. Uh, On my little hiatus over the weekend, I literally watched all three Creeds. (laughs) Just awesome. They were really good. And Dolph Dolph was in in one of them. So it was kind of cool. I feel like we should do a hollow trivia night. That'd be sick. <laughs> All right, here's a phone call. Oh, let's go. 